the language of strengths can lend people to think that certain strengths are more influential than other strengths. Every strength has the potential to be an enormous influence on somebody else. And then when you put strengths together and look at the unique pairings of how strengths show up, I, I just don't know how you can come to any conclusions or deductions of how somebody might show up until you start talking to them. Because when, when you think of, of these strengths, who would ever have thought that the strength of analytical and discipline could have such a transformational impact on a team? You just wouldn't think of that. Um, and, I, and that's why we do this work, because I really want to be able to address some of the presuppositions that may sound like, you know, how can context be a leader? Or how can context have a forward lean to it that invites people to lead in a way that they couldn't lead before? responsibility just isn't psychological ownership of the work that that person is doing. The strength of responsibility and a ranger can be the psychological ownership of the big picture, this invitation that we all have to work together. Who would have thought of that? Hello and welcome to the Leadership Vision Podcast, where we share our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of StrengthsFinder. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. My name is Nathan Freeberg, and today on the podcast, we're confronting the assumptions that certain strengths are the good leadership strengths. There's a painful idea out there that leaders should possess certain strengths, and if a person doesn't have those, well, then they likely won't make for an effective leader. We think it probably comes from using one or two successful leader types as the mold by which all leaders should be formed. In our experience, an effective leader can have any number of strengths combinations, and really, there is no mold. Now, we're extremely passionate about this because, as Brian said at the top of the show, you can't look at five words on a page and presume to know how that person is using those strengths to influence others. So, in this episode of the Leadership Vision Podcast, we'll be working to break down those presuppositions through the use of story. Today, Brian will be telling the stories of three leaders that he recently taught at one of our learning community experiences. Now, if you're not familiar with this, our learning community, part of our core process of professional services, is a culminating team experience that integrates strengths learning, one-to-one -one conversations, and reflective observations shared through a visual narrative. You can go back and listen to episodes 8 and 9 of the podcast for more details. There are links in the show notes when you're done here. Before each story on the show today, I'll share a bit of background about each person, give a little more context about who they are, where they work, stuff like that, and of course we've changed all their names and hidden their identities. But then after that, Brian will teach their images, share some strengths, insights about them, and give one leadership takeaway about that person. I think there's something in these lessons for all of us, but they're not meant to be a copy and paste to a leader you know who may share some of these strengths. That's sort of the whole point of this podcast. Again, it's meant to illustrate how all of us are designed for influencing others. But the way we do that, well, that's a combination of our context, our personalities, of our strengths, and all the various experiences and relationships we've had throughout life. So keep listening as Brian shares leadership lessons through the story of three very different leaders and how he sees their strengths working uniquely to influence those in their organization. 
Before we jump into this, I thought I'd give you just a peek into how we go about creating these images for the learning community experience. We all have our own process, but most reflect something similar to what Brian shares here. Each of the pictures I've spent, you know, a half an hour trying to get that picture right. I'm thinking about the person's story, uh, the conversation that we've, we've had. I spend time studying it before I get there. I'm rewriting what the leadership lesson is for the picture that I'm teaching. One of the objectives that I have when I'm teaching a, an image about an individual is that I'm trying to capture a leadership lesson that all of us can apply. Not just a leadership lesson, but I'm asking us to think into, have we ever been led by someone like this and the importance of this type of perspective? So by the time I'm done, I've talked about six or seven people. And if you were to put all those paragraphs together, it could create like a little mini book of, you know, what are the leadership lessons that we've been learning? That's kind of what I'm trying to do. Okay, so let's just jump in and learn about our first leader. The first individual we're talking about today, we'll call her Meredith, is a senior leader at a very large financial institution in the United States. She's in her early 40s, and she has been chosen as a primary influencer of a high-level group within this organization. Her strengths include responsibility, arranger, individualization, achiever, and learner. And something you should know about her is that she isn't from the United States. Now that plays prominently into her story, as it gives her a worldview unlike many others in this organization. Okay, here's Brian. Leaders are grown and formed over time. And context and culture have a shaping influence on everything. Where you have come from and those who were there with you will never be separated from your personal and professional story, proving that a broader view does not need to cost personal identity, that what is right about me. And for this leader, this illustrates this also a principle of vertical and horizontal influence. For when you look at this individual's strengths, you have the strengths of responsibility and arranger. You also have the strength of individualization, achiever, and learner. And one of the things that's important to understand is that early on in her life, she was in an environment which had an international flavor to it. She grew up internationally, and that international exposure led her to be able to value and accept a variety of cultures and was able to then look at the uniqueness that each culture brought. When leaders like this show up and they have a strength of individualization, they come with this understanding that each individual has value. They don't see that there's a culture or a distinction between what people are saying and what their education level is. She sees it all as one unified front. But what's important to understand in her leadership style is this strong strength of individualization. Because one would presume that the strength of a ranger and responsibility would cause her to have a much more global perspective to whatever location she's currently at. But it's this strength of individualization that draws her into the relational context that she exists in. And when a leader like that shows up, you can be guaranteed that that individual is going to see you, your uniqueness, and then search for the one way that they can learn about you to best employ your skills and strengths within that team. And that's where her strength of achiever and learner plays in. Because what this leader has learned is that Whenever there's an obstacle, she believes that there's a way to work out that obstacle, and that is her strength of achiever. 
This leader has also understood that with her strength of learner, there's always something new to learn. And when you take that elemental approach of let's work things out, let's learn something that's that's new, that practical application of curiosity will always bump back up into her strength of arranger and responsibility. So there's this amazing way that she's working in a very hands-on way and taking that work experiencing and applying it back up into her worldview. And it's with that worldview, represented by the strength of a ranger and responsibility, that informs her strength of individualization. It's like she takes the lessons that she's learned, and she takes the lessons that she's learned from the teams that she's been on, and she breaks it down into workable solutions for the present problems that her team is facing. So remember, leaders are grown and formed over time. And for all of us, let's remind ourselves that context and culture have a shaping influence on everything about us. And with this leader, she represents that no matter where she goes in the world, no matter what team it is that she's leading, that her culture and her context is going to inform how she respects each person's point of view and the way that they approach the objectives that her team has set in front of her. Now, those people that she's working with also represent other cultures and other contexts. And with her strength of individualization, she recognizes that as well, proving that a broad worldview does not necessarily mean that someone is detached. Because with this leader, it's that broad worldview that almost accelerates her ability to relate to each person on an individual level. Now, who wouldn't want to work for a leader like that? The second leader we're learning about today, we'll call him Tony, has the strengths of analytical, discipline, belief, woo, and includer. He's another high-level leader in a large firm in the United States. And one thing that's interesting here is that his woo, the one strength that most people think they know, stands for winning others over, well, it doesn't fit the gregarious, outgoing sort of stereotype that most of us think about. Brian says that he's grounded, which is attributed to the way that he grew up. His father was a coach and always stressed a belief in including others. Here's Brian. We'll be right back. At Leadership Vision Consulting, we have spent 23 years helping individuals explore the depth and dimension of their personal strengths and have helped hundreds of teams build positive culture. We're excited to now announce our new online membership platform that brings together the resources, community, and motivation that you need to grow your influence and build a positive team culture. Through our courses, workshops, live Q&A sessions, and more, you'll gain the skills and confidence you need to lead effectively. And with our supportive community of like-valued leaders, you'll never feel like you're doing it alone. Visit leadershipvisionconsulting.com slash community to learn more. So in this image, what I really wanted to be careful to communicate was um, this, this playground structure. Because on the left-hand side, you have his dad, and his dad is, is cheering on uh, this man that we're talking about. And so there's this relationship here that has taught him. So his belief in discipline is rooted in how his father felt like he, his son, was included in absolutely everything. Now, that belief and discipline, those two strengths, when the strength of belief and discipline work together, that can look like a very structured individual that has a very specific belief system. That belief system 
creates a sense of obstacle or a sense of invitation to an individual. I've seen the strength of belief and discipline act as a barrier between people groups. I believe this, you believe that. I'm from this culture, you're from that culture, and that barrier exists. So if you look at this play structure that I have here, you have a structured play system, and that structured play system is representing the strength of belief and discipline. On the right-hand side of the picture, you see that child with a soccer ball um, who is being excluded from where this gentleman is with his father, okay? But what I wanted to be clear is when you are working with a leader, a leader who has the strengths of belief and discipline and analytical, this is an individual who, when they apply their strength of includer, can create a set of steps that are designed specifically for you. Like if you do this, then we do this, then we do this. So he knows exactly what you need, his strength of analytical. He knows that you'd have a sense and need to belong, his strength of includer, and his strength of belief as taught to him by his father is we work through these steps. It's incremental to get from one point to the other. You're not just gonna be given something in life, you have to work for it. So that belief system, says to his team members, I'm going to put in place a step. You take this step, then we're going to go to this step. It's going to be another step. It sounds a lot like developer. And so once you make your way through this, then it's almost like this guy is saying, you know what? You're a part of the team. You're someone that I can relate to. And then they're, they're part. So it's just very interesting how he showed up. Now, if you look on top of this structure, you see that, that flag and you see the strength woo next to that, that flag. That represents his ability to understand what types of social influences an individual needs for them to feel included. So here you have a pairing of the strength of woo and includer, understanding that individuals need to be included, but also understanding that there are social influences within the corporation that will impact whether or not it's the right time for that person to be included. It was just absolutely amazing to talk to this guy because here you have this lesson of what happens when you have transgenerational influence occurring within a leader's life. So I start with the question, what role has your family of origin had on who you are as a leader today? The leader that I'm speaking of today was influenced by his mother and father. His mother and father taught him specific boundaries on what it is that we are to believe but those boundaries were not in any way corralling who this man thought he could be. The boundaries actually introduced an opportunity for him to grow. So in this conversation today, I'm gonna to pose to you, let's pay attention to our family of origin. Let's pay attention to our environment and pay attention to our culture and the unique experiences that you've been given for each of those opportunities and each of those boundaries are something that can be used to invite someone else to be a part of something much greater. And with the leader that we're talking about today, it's his strength of analytical and discipline that can appear as a structure or can appear as a boundary to the outsider, but it's these two strengths, the strengths of analytical and discipline that actually serve as an invitational platform to be a part of his team. And that unique combination of how this man led his team, I've never heard that before. So imagine this. Imagine someone with the strength of includer, that, that, that internal intuition of who's a part and who may be excluded. 
and not just somebody with the strength of includer saying, hey, I want to be a part of our, our group, but a man who has the strength of woo and includer. So understanding that not everyone wants to be included at the same time. Not everyone's going to respond to the same method of inclusion. It's that sense of social intelligence represented by the strength of Wu that says, I know what each individual may need to be a part of the group. I may know how each individual may respond to the timing of the invitation. And each of those invitations might need to be customized based upon what they need to be included. And in that way, I saw the strength of includer and belief sounding a lot like the strength of individualization. But where did this all come from? This extremely unique leader was raised by a father who had a very strong belief system. His father was a man who was a middle school principal, and what he witnessed on the playground really shaped how he showed up as a principal because this man's father believed that everyone should be treated equally. This man's father believed that you can't put people in a box. This man's father certainly did not believe that inequality was something that should be accepted. So this leader that I'm speaking about was strongly shaped by his father. He was raised thinking that everyone is the same, that everyone has intrinsic value from a personal perspective, that people should not be classified in class or some kind of social orientation, but everyone has a uniqueness and everyone is someone that should be seen. And this leader's parents enforced that by always asking him to accept all people no matter what. No matter what you may think is an obstacle, no matter what may be annoying you, that you are to accept them. And his dad would constantly say, you know what, son, we can't treat people that way. So imagine a leader who was raised in an environment that had strong beliefs. Nothing wrong with that. That would maybe explain why he has a strength of belief. And then imagine that same leader being raised in a structured environment where the structure created opportunities for people to be included. Thus, you have the strength of discipline and includer. And the reason why I'm so drawn to this leader is because it's such a counterintuitive example of what the strength of belief and discipline are often explained as. Usually, you hear the strength of belief being maybe like a framework or a way that a person grounds what they believe, and it's for them personally. And you also hear the strength of discipline being explained as a structure, a structure within which people can work, or a structure within which you can solve some problems. However, with this leader, the strength of belief was open and inviting of other people. And the strength of discipline was also permeable. It wasn't anybody come in, but it was like, If I understand where you're coming from, if I can accept what you're doing, if I'm challenged even to include you, that's totally okay. But there was a way to which you were included. So here we have a leader who has some strengths that on the surface would come across as very structured, perhaps a closed circle, and someone that's not truly open to anyone. But here we have somebody who saw boundaries as an opportunity to include people onto a team that was incredibly high performing. The third and final leader we're talking about today is in a brand new role at her company. We'll call her Chloe. Brian says her uniqueness lies in her unbridled passion and incredible work ethic. She's selfless and people talk about having an almost instant trust in her abilities to lead them. Her strengths include belief, communication, maximizer, achiever, and strategic. 
She has a background in nonprofit church work, which may appear to be a leap from her current role of influence in this large global organization. But after hearing her story, maybe not. Here's Brian again. The leader I'm talking about today is someone that I would truly say represents an entrepreneurial mindset, not afraid to be a pioneer, not afraid to kind of like blaze her own trail. So here's the question I want to ask all of us. Have you ever followed a leader because they laid down such a clear pathway to follow? What leader has created such a clear pathway for you that you could not help yourself from going down that pathway? Now, I just want you to pause and think about that for a moment because I believe that not any one of us is where we are today without the influence of someone else, without the influence of someone else leading the way. I also want to invite you to not think about your mom, not think about your dad, don't think about a family member. Think about someone who has professionally laid down such a clear and compelling pathway for you to follow that you couldn't help yourself but say, I want to be like that. There's nothing wrong with that. And this woman that I'm talking about today, she's one of those types of leaders. She does not fear releasing her entrepreneurial mindset. She knows what it means to do the hard work of laying down her own pathway. And in that process of laying down her own pathway, she inevitably is pioneering her own way. She's pioneering a new pathway. And it's a new pathway forward that may be the only way forward. And then once she gets to the end of that specific pathway, guess what? Her entrepreneurial mindset fuels her to pioneer another way. For if you have been pioneering something throughout your entire career, you develop a certain specific set of instincts. Pioneers establish personal pathways that once used, then they're there for other ways. It's pathways leading to the life for others. Let me say that one more time. Pioneers establish personal pathways. And once a pioneer uses that pathways, it's no longer any good for them because they're a pioneer. But those pathways remain that lay the foundations for others to follow, leading them to new life. So where does that come from? She has the strength of belief and the strength of communication. Now, the strength of belief, a core compelling set of reasons of why one exists. And communication, fundamentally, is a need to express oneself. Now, think about that. The strength of belief and the strength of communication together creating an entrepreneurial mindset. This mindset that says, I need to express myself. I want to express myself through pursuing something that I believe in, that my profession, that I value myself as a professional. I value myself as someone who's causal. And I value that I am the person that needs to do it. A strong sense of belief in oneself. That can be the strength of belief. A strong sense that my career matters. That can be an expression of belief. And the way that she does that in the unique expression, how she pioneers new things, that's her strength of communication. I don't think I have ever met someone in the last 19 years that has the strength of belief and communication where those two working together express themselves in such a pioneering fashion and in such a selfless fashion because she believed that through her unique expression that if that could inspire someone else to live a better life then that was what she was really going for and that's where her strength the maximizer shows up because she believes that if i'm self-driven that if i do the hard work that if i lay down those paver stones for others to follow that they will have a chance to live a better life but then you have to ask yourself how does she do it 
and that's with her other two strengths. She has the strength of achiever and strategic. Now, how did this? How did the strengths of achiever and strategic play into this whole mix? Remember when I said she has the the strength of belief and communication? That that is this entrepreneurial pioneering mindset. Well, it's her strength of achiever and strategic that says, well, what direction do I need to go in order to achieve what it is I believe I need to achieve? That's the strength of strategic. And then the understanding of what work needs to be done, that's the strength of achiever. So that strength of achiever also grounds her. That she, needs, she knows that she needs to work the problem. She knows that she may need to clear out some things to lay down the next paver stone. She's not afraid to like put on the coveralls, put on the work belt, grab a shovel and put on her gloves and do the hard work of clearing the way. Because remember, the strength of belief and communication is a pioneering mindset. She's clearing the way. And as she goes, she's learning lessons. She's maybe straightening the path. She's, uh, the pathway gets more narrow when it has to and more broad when it happens or when it has to because she instinctively knows that this pathway needs to go forward. That's the strength of belief. And she instinctively knows that it's going to be her own pathway and she's fine with that. That's the strength of communication. But still, in the midst of all this, yep, she's aware that she's accomplished and yep, she's aware that that she's achieved a lot. But she's also aware that she's just the one that's supposed to go first. And that in her going first is this invitation for others to follow. She's known as someone who is a very selfless leader. She's known as someone who's very confident. And she's also known as someone who's willing to help those who are coming in along behind her. So I want to ask us once more, who is it in our life that has laid down such a clear and compelling pathway to lead that we couldn't help ourselves but follow? This woman that we're speaking about today uses the strength of belief and communication as an entrepreneurial mindset. Her strength of achiever and maximizer are unafraid to pioneer and clear a new way. And her maximizer is this belief that if I do this to the best of my ability, it's going to make it easier for others to follow and have a transformational influence of their own. The reason we're so passionate about this discussion is because we believe that the language of strengths can lead people to think that certain strengths are more influential than other strengths. And that's just not true. You may have certain strengths or certain behaviors that are valued more in an organization, but that doesn't mean that other strengths are any less effective at influencing others. Every strength carries with it the potential to be an enormous influence on somebody else. And when you look at all of the unique pairings of how strengths show up together, well, we simply can't come to any conclusions about the potential for influence that a person has before you start talking to them and getting to know them. Keep that in mind as you embark on your strengths journey and encourage others in theirs. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery practice and implementation of StrengthsFinder. Subscribe to the Leadership Vision podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. I'm Nathan Freeberg. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.